Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Oh, now I'm in a shoot. Now I'm upset. We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. You're going to say something, Pierno. Say it with your chest. You pig. I'll go to the phones here in a second about cheating and what to do about it. We were talking about MMA. You have the Cerrone and uh, McGregor fight tonight. I'm like, I- I'm not a big fan, so it's whatever to me. I'm annoyed by Conor McGregor. I'm annoyed because a lot of people love him. It's just like, yeah, that guy's a clown. Yeah, I know he knocked me out and all that stuff. But I think some people have watched Snatch too much, and they're just big fans of him. So I'm like, if I'm rooting for anybody, I'm rooting for the Cowboy guy. I said, I'm not a huge fan of it, even though the, the, the world champion is from here. And then what else transpired, Hickey? We went into, we dove in who that world champion was. Stipe Miocic. You go on, say so you had him on the show, and he punched you on the arm on the He air. punched me in the arm. And I said, I sold it because he wasn't going to sit there and break my arm. But regardless of that, I'll get into that here in a second. Pirno took a dump all over the thing. Go ahead and say it, Pirno. Tell America. This is how creative that you had him punch you what in do you, the What arm. do you want me to do? Do you want me to play him in shoots and ladders? That'd be creative. It'd also be boring. Or just make it a point. You want me to play him in chess? Am I supposed to be in any other any other contest with with Stipe Miocic other than what he does for a living? I'm just curious if any other host at some point had him on and asked him to do the same thing. It's actually been documented. The they haven't, and I was the first. How do you like that, Pierno? Way to go, dummy. Maybe think next time before you talk. Boom. Carmen won. Pierno, nothing. Remember that. But I did say, and Hickey, you'll appreciate this. The rest of the country will appreciate this other than Pierno. He's probably giving me the bird right now. I uh, I sold it because he definitely took a lot off of it. And I sold it because I didn't want him to go, oh, really? And then really hit me and then me have a problem. Oh, you, the man's a paper you have to do that. The man's a professional wrecking machine. Yeah, you think I'm going to sit there and do that? We had him and uh, oh, Alistair Overeem in at two different points. I tell you what, Alistair Overeem is the size of a house. And so is, so is Steve Amiotrich. He has the biggest hands I've ever seen. Real quick, those guys were two of the nicest guys I've ever met in my entire life interviewing players or interviewing athletes. Can I tell you guys that? You want to talk about two great representatives of the UFC. Alistair Overeem was one of the, and I know, I, I get it. He's on the gas. Okay, fine. He was one of the nicest guys I've ever met. And Steve Amiocic is from here, so Steve Amiocic probably was playing a little bit to the home crowd. But my God, he was nice too. And they were supposed to fight each other that week. Wow. They were so shut up, Pierno. I don't know. I'm talking to you for the rest of the rest of the show. Billy Jack. Hopefully, Billy Jack can come in early. I'm just pointing out when people are nice. I like to point out when athletes are nice. And Alistair Overeem was a very, very Oreem was a very, very, very nice man, and I enjoyed his company with us that morning. 
And then on the other morning with Stipe Miocic, who came in, I really enjoyed him being there as well. And I wish them both great things for the rest of their careers. How about that, huh, Hickey? Are we allowed to do that? Yeah, I like that. I'm impressed. Do I have to sit here? Is that what gets you guys going? Is that is that what really gets the juices flowing? Do I have to sit here and call everybody clowns and charlatans and garbage? Do I have to do that? Yes, absolutely. Like, I can't stand – I brought it up before about Pete Rose, and I can't stand the people are bringing up Pete Rose in this argument. He broke a different rule. It's a different thing. And I don't think Pete Rose wants to be in the Hall of Fame, which I know I'm giving away five burning questions. I don't care. I don't think he wants to be in the Hall of Fame. That guy's made way more money than bona fide Hall of Famers. I'm not saying he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. It's not the Hall of Good Guys. It's the Hall of Fame. And what he did for baseball, what he did in baseball was incredible. But he broke a rule. So he broke a rule. They banned him for life. And we could talk about overturning it. We can do all that stuff. He wants you to talk about that. He loves that I'm talking about him right now. But the guy's a clown show. His personal life is a farce. His personal life is a mess. He's an ugly, ugly individual in that case when you look at some of the other things that have been brought up. And the latest thing he's he's really popular for is talking about the size of Joe DiMaggio's hog. Congratulations. What did your grandfather do? My grandfather was in Major League Baseball. He was one of the greatest hitters of all time. He came from Italian-American. He came from Italian immigrants. He being first-generation Italian-American, and his parents used to look up in the in the paper in San Francisco and and try to look things up and to see what their son was doing because their son was making it in this land of opportunity, and it was this beautiful thing. What'd your grandfather do? He talked about the size of that guy's hog, wrote it down in a book, and then did interviews about it. Congratulations. 855-2124-CBS. I don't like doing that. Can't I look at a guy like Alistair Overeem and say, hey, you know what? That guy, yeah, you know, I know. He, 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 he was on the gas a bit. I know. It's, he tested hot once or twice. I'm not taking that away, but he also was really, really nice to me. And treated me really, really well. And he's treated other people really well. And the same thing with Steve Miocic, even though I don't think he's ever tested hot. I could say that. Can I, Hickey? Yeah, of course. You just did. I had to call the good guys good guys. Damn. It's all you guys just used me for. It's like that episode of Krusty the Clown when he goes ripping off everybody or, or ripping everybody and everything, and then they're just like, don't you hate pants? Don't you hate this? Don't you hate that? I don't want to do that for everybody. There's people I like. There are people in sports that are really, really, really nice guys, and I always want to bring those guys to light. We're having Jim Ross from Pro Wrestling in a couple of weeks. One of the nicest guys you're ever going to meet. I love Jim Ross. If I can think of any more nice guys, you go ahead and let me know. Hickey, who's a nice guy that you met before we go on about cheating and removing people from the sport of baseball? Oh, Tony Dungy's a super nice guy. Tony Dungy's a really nice guy. That guy's a really nice guy. Pierno, I can't imagine what you have. I'm going to go back to you and let you just let everybody down in America, but you go right on ahead. Kenny Albert. Kenny Albert was nice to you. Very nice. I get ner- real quick. I get nervous to talk about uh, or to uh, interview other broadcasters, like Jim Nance, Ian Eagle, Ian Eagle. For whatever reason, I've actually made a joke about this too. Ian Eagle, I can't get the words out with Ian Eagle. Why? It, it, it all of a sudden becomes the the Chris Farley, Paul McCartney interview. I can't do it. I cannot. I cannot interview Ian Eagle. I am so nervous to interview Ian Eagle. Jim Nance, I'm nervous to interview. Joe Buck, nervous to interview. Joe Tate, I was trembling interviewing Joe Tate. Vin Scully, I don't think I could do it. 
They're like, hey, Vin Scully wrote a book, and he's willing to do this interview with you. Can you willing to do it? I go, no, let somebody else do it. 855-212-4CBS. All right, we'll talk about more bad guys. If, Joe, if Jose Altuve is actually a bad guy and did participate in this, which right now it's alleged, some of the video looks bad. I'll grant you that. He does have an excuse for not wanting his jersey ripped off. There is documented evidence, written evidence. If there is a story. He says he's a bit, he's just a little shy. He didn't like his jersey ripped off once before, and he didn't want his r- jersey ripped off now. But some of the other questions bring in, is there eyewitness accounts? I'm not sure yet. We see Jack McDowell singing like a bird over there about old Comiskey and Tony LaRusso, so then you got something there. If I look at some of the circumstantial evidence, well, I don't even know if it's circumstantial. It could, it could be it could be a coincidence. Baseball overload highlights Jose Altuve's 2017 playoff stats. At Minute Maid Park, 36 at-bats in 2017, 472 average, 6 home runs, 12 RBI, 1541 OPS. That is kicking ass and taking names, folks. At other ballparks, on the road, 35 at-bats, one less. A 143 average, one home run, two RBI, 297 OPS. You can make that argument that it's a coincidence. You better have a lawyer do it. 855-2124-CBS. Greg in Vancouver. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, Greg. Hey, good morning. First-time caller. I was just going to mention to you about your Altuve thing. It's so obvious that he probably is reading pitches, but the point is there has to be accountability here. The other 29 managers must be able to recognize what you just said. Mm-hmm. Altuve hitting 400 at home, a buck 50 on the road. Obviously, he's tipping pitches. So why not just mix it up more? Why not just say, okay, yeah, Altuve, here comes the fastball. We're going to, th-, and then they just mix it up and throw him a splitter. They're not changing signs fast enough on this guy. They should just be making this guy's head spin back and forth. They're not doing that. And, and the other thing is too. This science stealing goes way back, way back. It goes back to Bobby Thompson in 1951. The guy was sitting in center field with binoculars, and Thompson knew what was coming. And is that true? Wait a minute. Wait a damn yeah, minute, just, Greg. Just, Can just I say, actually well, say that? Just say one, 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 one other thing, too. What are you going to okay. do with all the guys? Just like Severino's career went downhill two years ago in the second half because guys were tipping. He was tipping pitches. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is accountability. The manager and the pitcher must be held accountable. It's not the batter's fault. It's the manager's on the other side. They must be able to read this and understand that there's sign stealings everywhere. If guys, the fans could be stealing signs. I mean, this is everywhere. It's up to the pitchers and That's the true. managers on the other teams to become accountable here. That's true. And, and I, I saw the Peter Gammon story about Roger Clemens turning around and then seeing something at second base, and then the next time up the, the hitter who was at second base, he just beamed him right then and there. And that was always, the, well, the players are going to police themselves about sign stealing and, and that. But doesn't it seem, Greg, when we're, getting, when we're getting buzzers involved and tape and all that stuff to shoulders... That seems it, it, a little a little it, it, much. Maybe, 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 but you know what? It's still it's you can still mix it up. You can still, in, in fact, they can do what they do in football, where they have they have three right. plays for one huddle. They can just call three three different. The guy, the managers, can just have a plan where if the guy holds down one finger, it could be a slider, a strike, a slider, a fastball. He could he could mix it up so easily that they don't have to be so predictable. And I, I'm I'm still going to stick with it. This is still up to the to the pitcher to quit tipping pitches, and it's up to the manager to make sure. That 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 the 
picture is not predictable. It's really coming down to the bottom line. It's accountability. And these pitchers and these managers on the other 29 teams are just not held accountable. Well, you look at a different sport. Greg, it's a good call, and I thank you very much for it. 855-212-4CBS. You look at other sports. Football is the most paranoid you're going to find. You're seeing this more and more, by the way. They're closing training camps now. I think Oakland had one one open public training camp. Now, you could always say, well, that's because they're in the process of moving and this, that, and the other. But I think Philadelphia might have had very few open training camps because now you have guys with cell phones. You have people who are watching it. They want to take video to prove that they were there because everybody's got to do that from concerts to training camp. And so now you're seeing few and few and fewer open training camps to the public, which sucks because that's one of the few things that are usually free, usually get an up-close view, and even though practice is usually boring to watch, people don't want to recognize that, you still get a great chance at autographs from great players. So it's usually a really fun family type of thing to go out and do. But they're more paranoid than they've ever been before. That's why guys are covering up their mouths. They're, they're shading different things. The play sheets that they're holding up aren't even real play sheets. That's another thing that guys are doing now. So it, they're trying to do everything they can because they're paranoid. They just assume that the other side is going to cheat because they were on the other side and they were cheating. They assume that the other side is going to try to quote-unquote cheat to try to find an advantage, to try to take advantage of what they're doing and try to use whatever they're doing against them. Football does that. So what Gary says is the same thing that I open up with going, what you did was wrong. And while I have to hold them accountable, and that doesn't mean, and the thing that I think that Gary's missing, what some people are missing, is that when you have a person who hacks into an account, if I find that person, that person is still open to a felony, that person will still spend time in jail. It's up to me to find a strong security password for cyber attacks, for myself or for my company. It's up to me for that. But if I find that hacker, that person's going to prison. So I don't think two wrongs or somebody's failure to protect themselves fully make it okay for what either Jose Altuve is alleged to have participated in, participated in, or Hinch or Lunau or, or Cora or Beltran did. I have to make that clear. There is a personal responsibility or an organizational responsibility to protect yourself. You have to switch up signs. You have to do that. We've known for a long time. They're always going to try to, naturally, going to try to get signs. So it is your responsibility to, t to protect yourself. But that doesn't mean, well, the person was supposed to protect themselves, so it's okay in a court of law. Doesn't happen in real life and really shouldn't happen here. 855-2124-CBS. More of you guys coming up. Also, Jay Jaffe. And, yes, Joe Burrow made it official. Tanking in the NFL doesn't work. Don't do it. Stop doing it. Never do it. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. Sunday on CBS, it's the AFC Championship featuring a matchup of two contrasting styles as Derrick Henry and the Titans head to Kansas City to face Mahomes and the seemingly unstoppable Chiefs offense with the winner heading to Super Bowl 54. It all begins with a special two-hour edition of the NFL today beginning at 1 Eastern, 10 Pacific on CBS. Jay Jaffe, 11.40 a.m. Eastern, 8.40 Pacific. Get back to the baseball here in a second. I have to make this mention. Watched Joe Burrow the other day. Could go down as one of the best to ever play the position in college football until we get some other incredible. But so far, hey, you can you can rail against Trump all you want. What he said the other day about Joe Burrow, that was some pretty good stuff. It's pretty true. 
Joe Burrow was sensational this year, absolutely sensational. And watching Joe Burrow made me dislike Miami more. It made me dislike the Dolphins that much more. Watching Joe Burrow made me dislike him, that made me dislike Miami that much more. Because watching Miami this year, what Miami did, I want to give Brian Flores all the credit in the world. He did a phenomenal job. That team, when I watched Miami play, which was not every single week, I saw about 11 Miami Dolphins games this year. Hold on, let me get the list just to make sure. All right, I saw I saw 12 Miami Dolphins games this year. Back on the NFL Network on Game Pass. There were guys on that defense at one point halfway through the season, they had nobody on their defense that took a snap in 2018 in this last 2019 season. Let me say that again. They had nobody on that defense that took a snap the year before on that defense. By week 11, they had 21 undrafted free agents on that roster out of 53. They weren't set up to win. And when I see a coach get good play and win five games with what I just said, I get mad at Miami because what you did You wasted good coaching. You wasted a great coaching job. You have no idea what's going to happen in the future. Guys could get hurt. Who says Chris Greer's draft picks are going to hit? Just because you have have high draft picks doesn't mean you're going to hit them. I should get mad at Miami. Like Cincinnati. Cincinnati sucked up the room this year. They were trying. There were guys on that roster who were a part of a playoff roster just a handful of years ago. Might be old. A.J. Green is one of the preeminent wide receivers. I know he's been hurt a bunch, but A.J. Green's one of the preeminent wide receivers in the NFL. They could have moved on from him. They didn't. They held on to him. They want to make it work with him. You have an offensive line that struggled. Andy Dalton at one point before the injuries, there was a month, and I think you can go back to 2013 and look at that month of October, and this is right off the top of my head. He was an MVP candidate. He was a leader in the MVP race. Yeah, I know it was six years ago. I, I, I'm just saying he's not the worst quarterback to ever play the position. He's certainly not the worst Cincinnati Bengals quarterback to ever play. He's not Greg Cook, but he's certainly not the worst. Cincinnati's just as bad, snake bitten this last year, even worse. Rookie head coach, offensive mind, does not have the same discipline that Brian Flores had. Brian Flores got five wins from a team that was set up to fail from day one. And now I watch Joe Burrow, and I will watch Joe Burrow go to Cincinnati. And it makes me even more upset with the Miami Dolphins. Because the Miami Dolphins did something that was incredulous and should should make you feel incredulous if you're a Miami Dolphins fan, if you're listening on QAM or wherever they have us on down there. Miami actually tried to follow the Browns' blueprint. America, when on earth has it ever been a good idea to copy the Browns in anything? And they followed the blueprint set by the Browns. Well, you know where I broadcast from. You know where I'm born, and you know where I'll die. Let me tell you about the Browns from firsthand experience. Because right now you have a quarterback that people are calling fat on social media. And it's making him respond, putting up videos of himself on a Peloton. You have a wide receiver that the charges were just dropped, but is slapping cop's ass, or excuse me, security guard's ass 
in the ho- in, in the locker room after a national championship game and handing out gobs of real money to players right after a national championship game, going up into the stance and making a complete ass of himself on national television. You had other LSU alum there. Jarvis Landry was there. Jarvis Landry enjoyed the game and went home. Other great LSU Tigers were there. OBJ, no matter what you want to say about and some defense of OBJ, went in and made a total ass of himself. And as a 27, 28-year-old millionaire and a world traveler and a man who hangs out with some of the most powerful people in sports and fashion, decided to go hang out with college kids that day and dance with them, even though he's supposed to be injured, was dancing up a storm and did make it look like it was about him. I don't think he goes into these situations trying to make it about himself. It just happens that way. So you have that. You have a brand-new head coach. You have a general manager situation where it is tenuous at best, and it looks like they're throwing darts at the wall. You have a guy who's in charge of this entire search that people really trust or really don't trust or have a problem trusting there. You took Miles Garrett, number one overall, after going 1-15. Miles Garrett, and again, another great dude. Mark that. Personally, great guy. Miles Garrett was suspended the last six games of the season for breaking a terrible, 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 terrible rule that he knows he shouldn't have done, that he overreacted on, and was part of the reason they, they ruined their season. They put clownish head coaching in charge. Freddie, again, another good guy. That was a clown show. I could go on and on. They tanked for that. They tanked for a guy that people are making fat jokes about on social media that you could honestly make an argument. If Joe Burrow gets drafted by Cincinnati or when Joe Burrow gets drafted by Cincinnati, he'll already be the third best quarterback in the division. And if Ben Roethlisberger comes back with any sort of reputation of what he's had before, well, that puts you back where you were. You went 1-31 for two years. You're right back where you were. And the Dolphins wanted to follow that blueprint. If the Cleveland Browns do something that's supposed to be at the very beginning, at the forefront of anything, don't go in that direction. Miami went in that direction. They were thinking Tua. They were thinking Justin Herbert. They were thinking we're going to get the number one overall pick. Enough of this top 10, top five stuff. We want number one. And they hired the right coach that ended up being the wrong coach, and they wasted his talent. If they still had, you think about it like this, if they still had Ryan Tannehill, it's an arguable thing, obviously. If they still had Laramie Tunsil, if they still had Minka Fitzpatrick, if they had not made that effort to go out there and to lose all those games, what could the Miami Dolphins have done with the type of coaching that Brian Flores did? You know, if you listen to this show at all, I love the Cleveland Browns. I never will hate them. I love them dearly. Always will. But for the good of football, if I were in anywhere else, I would admit to you that I I, I kind of root against them because Miami is going to pick that up and other teams want to pick that up. And it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Joe Burrow can go into that situation, and maybe maybe Zach Taylor's not the right guy. Joe Burrow can go into that situation, maybe a healthy Jonah Williams, maybe a couple of healthy other offensive linemen. They won't probably be a playoff team next year. They won't win one game. They won't just win one game or two games. They won't do that. The Browns are too young, too immature. They are talented losers. You really want that if you're a Dolphins fan? You want a guy going into that situation? Tanking is an abomination of football. 
and I cannot say it enough, it doesn't work. You want to lose to get the number one pick? Look who's in the playoffs right now. Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City traded up for him. The quarterback he beat last week, Deshaun Watson, Houston traded up for that guy. Aaron Rodgers is one of the all-time greats. Didn't see that happening at 27th overall. They traded for Jimmy Garoppolo on the other side. When did San Francisco have to tank? They did it because guys got hurt. When did they have to go out there and lose games on purpose? When did the Green Bay Packers ever lose games on purpose? I want to know. When when has when has Houston ever lost games on purpose? Kansas City, Tennessee, when has Tennessee ever lost a game on purpose? Never. And we're supposed to subscribe to this garbage? The football fan of me, the Browns fan of me is terrified of Joe Burrow. The football fan of me hopes that he jams it everywhere he possibly can to teams that bought into this silly notion of tanking in football week in and week out his entire career. You have one episode of tanking that's turned into an utter clown show, a circus. And that's the blueprint they wanted to follow in Miami. Good luck with that. Hope it works out for you, but if it goes anything like the other, when you, when, when you try to replicate garbage, you're probably going to be garbage. 855-2124-CBS. Jay Jaffe, Fangraphs up next. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4227. That's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. It's sponsored by Geico. Whether you rent or own, Geico makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Having a home is hard work. So get a quote today at geico.com. They make things easy. Coming up at high noon Eastern, the truth about Lamar Jackson, it's probably somewhere in the middle, but that's no fun. Right now we go to the hotline. We welcome in Jay Jaffe, fan graphs. Find him on Twitter at J-J-A-F-F-E. Jay joins us on the show. Jay, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks. Good to be here. Glad to have you. All right. What's your thoughts right now on, well, let me let me just start off from the from the forefront and we'll work our way back. Jose Altuve, a lot of people are throwing some serious allegations at this guy and other Houston Astros. If they are found to have participated and been willing participants in some sort of cheating scandal, what should happen to these men? Well, it's already been decided that nothing's going to happen to these guys. Um, you know, Manfred, uh, Commissioner Rob Manfred already handed down his ruling, and it, it was, uh, uh, you know, that he was holding the uh, the management responsible, uh, General general Manager Jeff Lunau and, and uh, Manager A.J. Hinch uh, already took the fall for uh, for the Astros, and, and the idea was that determining individual player culpability was uh, impossible because you couldn't figure out who benefited and, and to what degree, and uh, the player's testimony was basically ex- uh, uh, given uh, in exchange for immunity, and uh, you know it's 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 not ideal, but uh, that's where we are. And uh, as with so much that happened in the in the steroid era uh, before uh, uh, mandatory testing was in place, uh, baseball was behind the curve and and uh, just not in a position to hand down penalties to individual players. So, what do you think is your opinion? What is the truth? Because. You know, when it comes to college sports, high school sports, the the coaches, those those folks are in a position of influence. Those folks are in a position of guidance. Uh, in professional sports, you know, a person is technically a person who can take care of themselves. So, 
Do you think that they closed the book too early on something like this, or is this just? I think, I think it's possible that they closed the book too early. But here's, let's just go back a bit here. If you make a rule and you do not have a, a, a strong means of enforcing that rule, competitive athletes are going to take advantage of that. They're mm. going to test the boundaries of it. Uh, they are going to uh, flout the rules. And you know, again, we're going back to just the, the, the we're going back to a comparison of the steroid era. Uh, if there's no means of punishing people uh, or, or or checking to see if uh, if if they are uh, complying with a paper, you know, with a paper ban, uh, people are going to walk all over that. You know, that's it's you know, for all the talk about integrity, it, the, the temptation is is just you know, and the money are just too great uh, for for people to uh, uh, abide by the rules unpoliced. Did you see the Mike Clevenger piece on momentum from Trevor Bauer? Uh, I, I have not. I don't put any stock in anything Trevor Bauer says about anything. Um, I think that the, that the allegations that are being thrown around about the buzzer stuff are wildly irresponsible. It's like saying, hey, this guy's taking steroids. Um, look, there may well be something beyond what, what, the, what Major League Baseball caught. Um, you know, they had the trash can scheme uh, and some other, you know, some other – uh, flouting of the rules. I don't know that that they were that they were full, you know fully accurate uh, in saying that uh, there's nothing going on regarding buzzers and wearable technology, but they didn't find it. Um, this is not you know squinting at pixelated buzzer you know pixelated photos online is and 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 pointing fingers like that and saying oh I heard this from some guy. Look, go to the league. Go to go to the commissioner. Have him reopen the investigation if you believe this is going on. Offer proof. If you don't have proof, throwing around stuff like this is just it, it's just garbage. Well, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Trevor Bauer is stating that he has, he, he, and he, he wasn't taken seriously. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, he has walked back some of what he has uh, said. So again, you know, show show us the show us the actual proof. Show the commissioner the actual proof. If if there is if there is something like that afoot. I, I suspect we, you know, we will get we will get some discipline. I'm not I, look. I'm not a big fan of Rob Manford, but I do think that individuals throwing this stuff around without substantiation, it, it, you know, we're just this is crazy. And you know, obviously it's damaging to the sport, but it just shows you the consequences of falling behind the curve. You know, which happened when when baseball implemented replay, put these video rooms in, and failed to uh, envision the way that the, that this could all be abused. Before this whole possibility in yes or no whatever about there being alleged to be buzzers and the whatnot, I looked at this, Jay, and I said, eh, you know, guys have been trying to steal signs for a long time. Uh, this has been going on for a long, long time, well before you and I were born. And it's kind of one of those understood things that a professional sports, you, you got to try to protect yourself too. But say, and it's not, but say this was found fact about buzzers and and, and technology being thrown into this. Now that seemed to be a little bit too much. Like there is there is gamesmanship, but boy, there seems to be a weird line that's being drawn here if we're talking about buzzers for crying out loud. Well, the I mean the the line was that you know you can't use the te- you can't use technological means uh, to steal signs and and that was that was the line that major league baseball you know set down a few years ago and that they didn't do a very good job of enforcing before September uh, 2017. Uh, or maybe uh, uh, fall of 2018, when they actually put monitors, uh, in-person monitors, to, to uh, you know, to, to check on each team uh, that they were complying. Um, you know, it's it's it is it is 
uh, not an easy line to draw and obviously not an easy line to enforce. But, you know, we've seen, you know, we've seen teams do this before. I mean, you can go back to uh, the first buzzer system was done in 1900 or, or thereabouts. Um, I believe it was the Phillies that were, that were involved. I can't remember if they, were, if they were the ones doing it or if they were the ones who found their opponents doing it. Uh, but the, the, the shot heard around the world, the most famous home run in baseball history, is said to have been uh, influenced by a buzzer system. So you're right. You know, that, is, that, that is illegal. The use of extra technology to steal signs is illegal. And, you know, it's been going on for over a century and, and uh, has it impacted uh, previous championships and all that. So uh, in that regard, nothing new under the sun. But, um, you know, it does uh, seem to have crossed a line. And, again, it's, it's regrettable. And, you know, I think while it's not necessarily uh, going to be feasible for Manfred to hand down a penalty, these guys have to wear this, this you know, this – uh, scarlet letter, if you will, just the same way that Barry Bonds and and other players who are who are uh, alleged to have used PEDs when they were you know when they were outlawed uh, have to wear it. You know, people talk about Bonds, and and obviously you get some mixed reactions. Well, you say that same thing about the the 2017 World Champion Astros. Uh, it comes with an asterisk mentally, even if it's not official. Should Cora Beltran or Hinch get second chances as managers? Um. You know, I mean, technically, I think they they will all be eligible to. Uh, yeah. I have a hard time seeing the GM or the club president or the owner who's who says who you know who who <coughs> who decides you know with, with his multi million dollar uh, uh, organization at two hundred million dollar payroll on the line says, yeah, we're going to turn to this guy. Uh, he is the best guy to lead us, even though he has had a major lapse uh, in terms of. Uh, following the rules and 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 getting his his players to abide by uh, the rules that were in place. I mean, that's a tough sell. That's a tough sell to an owner. That's a tough sell to the public. Um, you know, it's going to take a lot of rehabilitation of these guys' uh, uh, images. And and I don't think it's I don't think it's like you know as soon as AJ Hinch or Alex Cora their suspensions are up that they're going to be getting jobs immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think you, it's a slower path back where they spend a year as a uh, a special assistant or something like that, or, um, you know, and maybe at some point they get back on a coaching staff. I don't think there are going to be managerial jobs waiting for them, and I think there's going to be a lot of outcry uh, if teams rush these guys back uh, into the dugout, um, you know, to pick up where they left off. Jay Jaffe, Fangraphs, joining a senior writer, Fangraphs, also MLB Network. Um, what do you say to the people who say to vacate the title? This isn't the NCAA. This isn't the IOC. Uh, you can't you can't unring the bell. You can't pretend this stuff didn't happen. Um, you know, there's just there's just way too much history that says we're not going to do this. Um, this is not how we roll. So um, it's it's messy and it's unfortunate, but that that's baseball. Um, you know, they don't have to play by the dumb NCAA rules. And, and I mean, if you're looking to those other organizations as paragons of integrity, well, geez. I'm going to die laughing because, uh, <laughs> um, you know, those, those are some of the most corrupt uh, sporting organizations in the world. And I'd like to think Major League Baseball is above that and at least thinks that their fans uh, uh, aren't going to forget what happened. All right, what about those? We don't have a ton of time left, but what about those who equate this to Pete Rose and what he did and for whatever reason are using this as an argument to put Pete in the Hall of Fame? Oh, the, the, look, I think only the dumbest people – 
try to bring Pete Rose into this. It's not an, it's not an even comparison. Pete Rose broke a rule that was posted in every single dugout that was enforced, uh, every single dugout, every single clubhouse. He knew exactly what he was doing when he did it. Um, he was banned for life. He could have said things that would have prevented that ban, that would have that would have allowed him to get back into baseball. He did not. Um, you know, and I have no no mercy for Pete Rose. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, if he had, I could have written him a script that would have gotten him reinstated in in in, in a matter of days. Um, you know, to, to put it on gambling, you know, a gambling addiction that he would seek help for and all that, but he didn't. You know, he clearly just kept trying to profit off of the ambiguity as to whether he whether he didn't. So I don't think that this is that, that there's any comparison to Pete Rose. Uh he willingly bet on games uh that uh you know involved his team and uh you know it's a whole separate matter. Boy God, I wish I could scream the same thing you just said at everybody. Because I've, I've just I, I go where where does this matter? How... About this, you're not the first radio spot I've done this week. I, I totally uh, agree. No, Jay, I totally agree. The, the, the what aboutism when it comes to Pete Rose and any other major league scandal just drives me nuts. I go, how does this how does this equate? How does this equate? Yeah. Like if I commit a white collar crime and I screw a lot of people over and I go to prison, fine. But if another guy murders somebody, how does that equate? They, these right. are different. These are different crimes and these are yeah. different rules. And I don't, I just don't get it. I don't, yeah. you would say one's worse. Okay, fine. But there's still different rules. Right. I don't, I, I don't understand. Right. Jay, th- thank you so much for the time. All the best. Hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Sure thing. Thanks a lot. The great Jay Jaffe, senior writer, fan graphs, MLB network. Find him on Twitter at J underscore Jaffe. I know all you guys love Pete Rose. I think he's a goof. I know what he did was great. What he did in baseball was great. He was an incredible player. I, it's not that he doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. I just don't get the stupid comparison, and I never will. He broke one rule, another guy broke another rule, or another group of guys broke another rule. You can say that other rule is worse. That other rule probably is worse. It was posted conspicuously in locker rooms while Pete Rose played. And you can give me this whole song and dance while he bet on his own team. You're going to tell me you believe anything Pete Rose says now? Really? Okay. And we're going to use this as some sort of a reason to dust off the old Pete Rose argument? Not make any damn sense whatsoever. I just like to say I'm a nicer guy than Jay, and I won't call people stupid over it. 855-212-4CBS, even though Jay's right. Coming up in just over 20 minutes, five burning questions. Also, the great Evan Silva will join us. And the truth about Lamar Jackson is somewhere in the middle. But that's no fun for anybody. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.